Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 228, Crisis. Michel de Montaigne, the 16th century French Renaissance philosopher, who supposedly popularized the essay as a literary genre unto its own, had a number of potent maxims. One of my favorites, my life has been full of terrible misfortunes, (laughs) most of which never happened. This past Thanksgiving, I decided to contemplate this wisdom pearl in terms of how I am actually embracing it in my life. How much energy do I give to my worries, anxieties, and fears? They are certainly ever-present, not so much for myself, but certainly for those I love and care about. I remember being in a very heated public health meeting in the midst of the AIDS epidemic. I was arguing for the need to collect data and especially to protect women whose partners might secretly be actively gay, thus possibly exposing them without their knowledge to HIV. Others spoke of not trusting the government, especially in terms of having sensitive personal data on people, pushing for totally anonymous testing and no contact tracing. A gay man finally got up and simply said, many of us are oppressed, just in different forms. It really stopped me in my tracks and opened up a whole new perspective, enabled me to see that my opposition had valid points and that our common enemy was the virus and how to prevent its continuing spread, which could only really happen by working together. No doubt holiday feasting tableside discussions can quickly turn cantankerous, glib, smarmy, smug, callow, obnoxious, condescending, and even in-your-face macro-aggressive style. In the current cultural atmosphere of demonize, demean, and divide, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that personally and collectively we have weathered many crises before, and we did that by cooperating, collaborating, and communicating. I find these musings by Bayo Akomo Lafe, a Nigerian Yoruba philosopher and writer, helpful. Quote, there isn't a single way to respond to a crisis. There is no universally correct way. However, the call to slow down works to bring us face to face with the invisible, the hidden, the unremarked, the yet to be resolved. Close quote. A self-described rogue planet, as executive director of the Emergence Network, he sees his mission as exposing the business as usual hidden violence toward the marginalized in the everyday. One of their projects is named Vunja, Kiswahili for rupture or breakage, and also signifying dancing in the context of an ancient song. It inherently speaks to disturbing the current order so new possibilities might emerge, especially around decolonization and emancipation. Many terrible misfortunes are occurring all over the planet. Yet there remains a paucity of information about the positive actions taken by so many. I remember a short-lived newspaper years ago entitled The Good News, which tried to ignore the time-tested truism, if it bleeds, it leads. Uplifting stories of human kindness and achievements just didn't sell advertising for larger pieces of the carcinogenic, in the largest sense of the word, pies offered by modern culture. It would be lovely to have at least one page of the daily dreary devoted to uplifting happenings. The airwaves and internet surf are filled with dangerous drivel and pompous piffle, and if I allow it, I can get quite discouraged even before morning salutations. Montagne's maxim reveals that most of the bad things he experienced happened in his mind, 
and not in our consensual reality. As traditional wisdom states, no need to worry if we can do something about it and no need to worry if we can't. Being anxious and worrying about what is out of our control is a big energy suck and mind fuck all in the same breakfast burrito. Stephen Covey did us right with his notion of circles of concern and circles of influence, the idea being to gradually, with purpose and intent, have influence expand into our concerns. In other words, don't hang out in worry land, but be a force for positive change within what is possible for us. Montagne's maxim looms large, while terrible predictions related to our own personal life or the larger ecospheres of neighborhood, country, and planet will always be present, much of the doom and gloom will never happen, in part because of the creative, brilliant resilience of who we are as a species. Marine biologist Dr. Anaya Elizabeth Johnson suggests we create a Venn diagram with three overlapping circles. What are you good at? what work needs doing, and what brings you joy. The place of action, as well as dropping useless anxiety, is where the answers to those three questions overlap. Way beyond how to find joy in climate action, the TED Talk she gave, see the program notes, this exercise holds tremendous power for whatever arena of our lives cries out for a shift, an unsticking, a dropping of concern for creative engagement. It offers a hopeful perspective for initiating forward movement for any issue that troubles us. I mean, (laughs) humans came up with Dog TV, a television and subscription service meant to cater to bored and anxious dogs who are left at home alone. Surely we we can address our anxieties about current and future crises in positive, proactive, productive ways. And at the same time, remember we are just a link albeit an important change agent in the interconnected chain of being that has sustained us and our environs for millennia. I'm not denying there is much to do, simply clarifying my role in it. Terrible misfortunes, most of which never happened and never will, reminds me to distinguish real-world crisis from inconvenience and embrace personal challenging situations as opportunities for growth and expanded thinking. I just have to take the next obvious step. Thanks as always for listening, and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.